recently released um, a new set of guidelines for um, inclusion on transgender and intersex athletes. And I think the guidelines they set forward are very good and do a very good job of promoting inclusivity while keeping um, competitional integrity um, going where the IOC guidelines are that anyone, each sport basically has to come up with um, eligibility criteria for what constitutes an unfair advantage in that given sport. Um, and then everybody is able to compete um, in the category they're most comfortable with, unless there's a proven unfair advantage that they have. Um, and this does a very good job of including trans women and not invading anybody's privacy or making anyone feel uncomfortable. Um, yeah, and I think they, those guidelines are, are very good. Do you know if, if swimming specifically does that fall under uh, the the USOPC, USA Swimming, the FINA, to to make the swimming guidelines for that. Um, I don't know. Um, off the top of my head. Well, God bless you. Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. This is Elias Frost, and we are going to be dealing with the reality check of Christianity, the reality check of God's word, the recapturing of our biblical identities. And uh, what's going on in this world gone crazy, and some of the some of the uh, ideas that are being pushed and put into law. You know, the, there is something happening in our nation, in our, and we find it here in California, um, where I live. Yes, the crazy left. <laughs> I live. I live on the on the crazy left coast over here, and um, where they where they use the this law language called protected people protected genders protected you know i i kind of i kind of just roll my eyes every single time i see a a gender neutral restroom you know uh this this is a ridiculous idea it always has been it always will be however when we've allowed when we've allowed crazy people with unbiblical, ungodly ideology. Again, this is part of the last days we're living in. This is part of this is part of of the great revival and the great awakening. Okay, but this is how we must recapture our language and recapture what God said. What does God say about this? And the world has has again they they're destroying. Okay, the far left has has said, "Oh, we're well for women equality." Yeah, and they bring a man in to compete in a woman's thing. Now, who you heard was Leah Thomas. She could not even make she could not even make the varsity at UPenn for the men's team. So 
he decides that he wants to identify because he thinks he is. Because he thinks he is. Even though his physical body, his biology is a man, he thinks he's a woman. So he's going to try to act like a woman. That, that person that you heard talking, okay, that man that you heard talking, that is Leah Thomas. And I know some of you um, that are listening to this podcast uh, are saying, that was a man talking. Yes, it was. And what this world wants you to do is deny, is deny what you see, deny what you know is true, deny and live in a alternate universe that you're going to join their ideology. You're going to join. I can't even, I can't even explain to you um, how some of the eleventh commandment Christians out there even, even said, yes, it's, it's, God loves everybody. And again, they, they pull them completely out of biblical truth and into an emotional status where, where, they, where they, they feel, they don't want to feel or they don't want to be looked on uh, or frowned upon by the culture or be canceled by people or being called a bigot or a homophobe or, a, or being called names or being labeled. And so we, we hold our peace and we join their game. Our silence becomes... Um, are condoning of this type of behavior. And we have to capture this thing back. We have, to, we have to recapture our language. We have to recapture the biblical identities of man and woman. Because again, that is one of the most blatant attacks on God's image, on God's creation, is that God made a mistake with the two genders. And now they're making all kinds of genders up. I think they're, they're up to 58 or 68 or, or you know, just, just crazy stuff. Because the minute they can redefine what a man is, they take authority over who God is. There is no God. We will rename everything. We will, we will steal it and rename it and then we'll do, disembowel that God is even in existence. That there is no great planner or great thinker. There is no, there is no uh, theocracy in this. That there is no God. We are God. And we do whatever we feel. We don't care what the Bible has established. And many Christians have fallen prey to this because they say, well, it, uh, I, that's not nice. It's not nice to say that I don't acknowledge how they feel. We have played into this stupidity for so long. This ridiculousness that men are, are that you got women trapped in men's bodies and men's tra- trapped in women's bodies. I, I mean, this is these are emotions. These are passions. Yes, they are. I'm not saying they don't. They do not exist. That people do not have struggles. People do not have fights with them. But First Corinthians chapter six, Paul lets us know that there is deliverance, there is the power of the Spirit, there is the power of God that transforms a life. So there is the answer, and Jesus is the answer. But we can't continue to allow this. In fact, in this article, this guy, this guy, because he is a man, I don't care what you're acting like, you are a man, this is a man, brother, that's rude. No, no, that's reality. That's reality. The idea that, that you can feel some way, therefore you are, I feel, therefore I am, is ridiculous. The science, the science says that you are a biological man. You can't change that because that was given to you by God and they hate that. They hate the fact. So what they want to do is just redefine it. 
I don't care how many purses you carry, how many how many hormones you take, you are still a biological man and your DNA can never be changed. And they can't stand that because that's reality and that's truth. They they don't want to go through the through the vein of forgiveness of sin. We're a sinner, we need a savior, we need transformation. They don't like that language. They want you to get into their feelings and emotions with them and oh, and this guy, he couldn't he couldn't even cut it as a man. He couldn't cut it in competition with men, so he went to the women, and he's blew, He's blowing away all the records by over 38 seconds. Do you know what it's like to win a swimming race by over 38 seconds? He shattered it. But some of the women on the team that have finally broke their silence, you know what they said? He goes, we usually clap for victories, but we can't clap anymore. This is, this is a, an awkward silence that's coming across women's sports. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the guys that don't make the NBA? Can you imagine them all of a sudden say, I feel like a woman, so I'll, I'll, play, for, I'll play in the women's NBA because I can't play, because, I'm a, because I, this is how I feel? This is, this is the ultimate ridiculousness that this, that this world, this blindness, this, these lies that they want you to just ignore and say, and say, you know what, uh, it, it's it's just the way it is now. No, it's not the way it is. It's the way we've allowed it. We're not going to play their games. We're not going to play their games. Yes, they have issues, but Jesus is the answer. Transformation, forgiveness of sin. We have to recapture the language back. One female... Uh, one female uh, swimmer says this. The second female pen, pen swimmer, I'm reading from an article, to speak out was granted an, anonymity due to what is viewed as a threat from the university. In other words, if you speak out against it, if you, if you say it's wrong, they're going to come after you. They'll, they'll probably take her scholarship away or kick her off the team. Once people know the pen swimmers are angry over the lack of fairness in the sport as Leah destroys the records and breaks. She's a, he's a man. That's why some of you, some of the people in here, well, women can do what men can do. No, they can't. We're built different, and men can't do what women can do. We're different. Over the lack of fairness in the sport, as Leah destroys the records, record books, and brings fellow teammates to tears, they feel so discouraged because no matter how much how much work they put in, they are going to lose. <laughs> listen, listen. This is. This is the fallacy. This is the big lie that they just want you to say, oh yeah, you're right. No, we're not right. We need to fight back with the knowledge of God and stay in the biblical text. In why so many woke Christians, so many 11th commandment Christians, that, that's not nice. Well, that's how he feels. He, it's a he, period. We have to get back to biblical reality of what God has said. Opposed to what you have heard. What is the message of the world right now? You must stay in what God has said. What is reality? Okay? The quality or state of being actually or true. It's the state. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the moment. It's, it's the tangibleness of where you are and what you are. That you are actual and true. This ideology of, oh, I feel, therefore I am, is not, no, that don't cut it. 
you know, no more like that you can uh, go into a garage that makes you a car. I feel like a car, so I'm going to go stand in the garage. Therefore, I'm in a car. You know, this is the ridiculousness of how, how this world wants you to think and feel. Once one such a person, an entity or an event that is actual, you are an actual man. I don't care what you think you are. That is an actual woman. I don't care if you want to dress like a man, cut your hair, and do it. You're still a woman. It's no transing into. You don't have the authority or the power to trans transition yourself into something that you're biologically not. The totality of all things possessing actuality, existence, or essence. So even the word reality st says stop playing the game. Stop playing the mental game. I don't care what you think it is. This is what you actually are. Your existence. Your actuality. So you can, you can play dress up if you want. And the church has allowed has allowed this language into the into 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 their communities by saying, "Well, that's okay. You know, we we've allowed we've allowed uh, sin into the church." And I and I say that sincerely. We, that that well, I guess my pastor is gay, and and so that's okay because God loves all gay people and God loves everybody, and, and that's just the way it is. And we've allowed, I mean, this happened in the Lutherans, the Methodists, this happened in the Presbyterian uh, movements. It's happened in all the movements, except for the Pentecostal. The, um, the uh, Presbytery, the Presbyterians, and the Reformed theologians are fighting real hard against the Southern Baptist um, the Southern Baptist, um, uh, I forget what they're called, but the largest, the largest Christian uh, organization is fighting this perversion of the gospel. They're fighting this, the critical race theory. They're fighting all these ideologies from the world. They're, they're, they're fighting all this off. Why? Because somebody wants to be nice. It's not nice to say, to say, no, you're going to hell if you don't repent. No, God loves you. God loves you. But you must obey the message like everybody else. There's no special gospel for you. And I don't care how many theologians, I don't care how many preachers, how many, how many doctors put on a white coat or a tie and a suit and, and they come out and they use sanctimonious tones of their voice. They must be grounded in God's word and we must stay in the text. We must stay in the word of God. You have heard. This, this podcast today, we're going to be dealing with what you have heard and what God has said. What you have heard and what God has said. Those are two different things. Jesus confronts the Pharisees with this. Okay? Because they were, they were asking questions. They were, they were um, pushing him. Jesus just laid them all out. Matthew 5, 17 through 22. We're, we're going to get, get that as our pretext to everything. But this illusion, this, this ideology that you're, you know, I have my truth because I think and I feel. No, no. You have to have tried, true, and tested, actual possessing, possessing of your essence and your existence. That's reality. This idea, I, I feel like a girl, therefore I am a girl. No, you're not. You're a boy. You may be confused. You may have some issues. I get that. There's redemption for that. 
There's mentoring. There's, 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 um, there's transformation for that. But you're not a woman. And you're not a man. This homosexuality, and, and this is this came out in the Jesse Smollett um, thing uh, thing when you know the CNN reporter Don Don Lemon tells tells Smollett, "There's so few of us. There's so few of us that we have to stick together, and we're not going to get a fair shake in society because there's too few of us." See, this is one of the biggest lies. You'll hear it in the media. You'll hear it all over the place. Um, in, from the media, from the social media, from, from you can't even turn on TV anymore without being inundated with the perversion of what a man and what a woman is. Disney, pervert, I mean, they, I saw a, I saw a uh, little, little meme uh, or a commercial on uh, Instagram where Wonder Woman was kissing, was kissing another woman. This is, it's in your face. Why are they doing that? Why are they promoting? If it was so prevalent in our culture, why isn't it so? Why why do they have to promote it so much? Why don't they promote what a man is? Because it's out there. See, there's so few of them, and they know that they are. They're fighting. They're fighting for your minds. They're fighting for your hearts. Listen, they don't want you to convert. They don't want you to convert to their alternate reality. They just want you to be okay with it. They just want you to like them and accept them as normal. It's not normal. It's a, it's a direct rebellion against the image of God. It's a direct rebellion against natural order of creation. And you have many Christians that don't have the guts to sit there and say, no, we're not going to play that game. We're not playing, we're not playing the out-of-the-Bible thinking. We're not going to play that game. We are Christians. We walk in the Word. And Jesus didn't play that game either. Watch what it does here. Matthew 5, 17 through 22 says this. Do you not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets? I did not come to destroy, destroy but to fulfill. For surely I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot nor tittle will by no means pass away from the law until it is fulfilled. He talks about the it talks about the infallibility. It talks about the inerrancy of God's word. Infallibility, meaning that God's word will never fail, right? Inerrancy, there's no mistakes in it. Because there's no mistakes in it, then it'll never fail. Come on. Whoever therefore breaks one of the, the least of these commandments and teaches men so. In other words, this bad teaching. Man, preachers, we are accountable for preaching about what we're going to be preached. Listen to what Jesus said. This Jesus said, if you teach against these commandments, if you command people to do wrong, if you command people to think wrong and to live wrong and to have watered down ideas of what God is requiring of man, the purposes of God to humanity. He goes, whoever, whoever teaches men so shall be called the least of the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of God. So there is, for the incentive for us preachers is to do it right. He lays it out there. If you, if you teach people wrong, if you teach people critical race theory, the, the, you know, the hegemony, the, the victim mentality, if you, if you preach unbiblical thoughts in the name of God, you become, you become topical. 
so that you become so your message is typical for everybody to understand. Stretch your people with the truth of God's word. Preach the gospel. This is he shall be called great in the kingdom. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of God. Now, now this is important. Okay. Jesus kicks it into a gear because he gives he gives the 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 um, the, the the premise that there's a right way to teach and a wrong way to teach. One brings one will elevate and strengthen people, and the other one will confuse. The other one will cloud the issues. And if you cloud the issues, and you're the cause of clouding the issues, you're going to be called least in the kingdom of God. Jesus said it. I didn't. But I get it. For I say unto you, unless your righteousness exceeds the... See, what was, what was the righteousness of the Pharisees? You do what I say, not as I do. Laws for thee and not for me. Make extra biblical laws. Make the Bible say things it doesn't say in the name of God. Okay? Next verse. You have heard that it is said of, of the old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of judgment. But I say, listen, what are they saying? This is what you've heard, but this is what I'm saying. We're living in a day where we have to recapture the voice of the scriptures once again. What we have heard. I know the preacher said this. You heard that. But what does the Bible say? What does God say? When you open your Bible. What does the Bible say to you? You have heard. What is the culture saying about this? What is the culture putting out there? That's what you've heard. Many Christians live by what the culture says. And they just try to wrap a scripture around it. Misinterpret a word. You know, we call that theology by extrapolation. We take out the laws of God so that we just put mercy and grace and love on everything. And we don't put obedience in there. We don't put sacrifice in there. We don't like those words. We don't like discipline. We don't like we don't like focus. We don't like we don't like the grind of, of, of living right, denial of self, picking up a cross daily. We don't like those, we don't like those uh, messages. We like the ones that just allow us to become more sinful in the name of God. To perpetuate bad behaviors. That's what you've heard. It's okay, there's there's a there's a space for grace. It's okay, you're 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 fine, I'm fine, they're fine, don't judge them. Watch this. He says, but I say unto you, whoever is angry. Now, again, Jesus takes it to the next level. This is what you have heard. Listen, you have to re-examine by what, you, what you've heard by what God is saying. Get to the text. Get to the scriptures. You hear messages, match them up to the scriptures. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. Okay? You heard what? You heard that... that that uh, you shall not murder, right? But Jesus, says, I'm telling you, I'm taking deep. I'm, I'm go to the root of the problem, which is anger, which is which which is the root of all this stuff, bitterness. And whoever says to his brother, Raka shall be in danger of, of counsel, but whoever says you fool shall be in danger of, the, of hell. So here you have this, you have this paradox of thought, this parallel thinking, what you've heard and what Jesus said. Okay, now there's more to that. I'm just, I want to move on for the sake of time. I just want to give you that concept. What you have heard, match it up with what God said. 
find the scriptures, find the text, find the context for what he's saying. Study, study, study. Don't just swallow things. Luke 6, 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things I say? Again, listening to the scriptures, listening to God's word, listening to the power of the spirit. Listening to this. Being still enough to distinguish with what you have heard. With what God is saying. Getting a hold of the text yourself. Because we don't serve a church. We serve the Lord. We're part of the corporate body. We, we fellowship together. But we serve the Lord. But why call, call me Lord, Lord and don't do the things I say? There is an individual call to obey the Lord. To obey the scriptures. Listen to what he says. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show him to whom he's like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundations on the rock. And when the floods arose and the stream beat vehemently against the house, the, 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 it could not be shaken, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like the man who built his house on the earth with the foundation against which the streams beat vehemently and immediately fell. And great was the loss. Great was the loss. I hear, I, you, know, you can go on YouTube, you can go on TikTok. Oh, I tried Christianity. It didn't work. Like they're, now they're experts on Christianity. Something they didn't understand. The power of the Spirit. They didn't understand obedience to God's Word. They didn't understand denial of yourself. They didn't understand the narrow road. They didn't understand those things. And therefore, they're an expert. I quit. No, you're an expert at quitting. You're an expert at not knowing anything. Not knowing it right. Not seeing it correctly. They act like they're just because they were close to great preachers. And close to great works or great ministry. That no, they were never close to God. They were never close to, but if you do what I say, you'll be like a house that built its foundation on the rock that you would never, you would never back away. This is the reality. This is the reality we have to get back to. Those that are, they're living, living in their emotional passionate passions that make them, oh, I feel like a boy today. I feel like a girl today. I feel, I, I feel depressed today. I feel sick today. I feel, no, no. You're a Christian. You live by God's word. You live by God's word. Build your life on the rock. Not on the shifting sand of emotional Christianity. That, that all it does is promote personality and never builds the personhood of who you are in Christ. That I am who God says I am. Do we have struggles? Yes, we do. But we have the power of the Spirit. We have, we have the determining Spirit of God working in us to both do the will of God in our lives. He who begun a good work in you will finish it. God will finish it. Stay with the process. But you have to be determined to do what God says. Believe what God says. Not this locura or this craziness that's coming out. I mean, this. I mean, can you imagine blowing away the girls' records like, like, like it's crazy? And he calls them up. Well, I'm a trans woman. No, you're not. Don't even call yourself a woman. 
Don't even call, don't, don't even embarrass, don't even embarrass womanhood with that. Couldn't compete with the man. And we see this in wrestling. We've seen this in wrestling. We've seen this in, you know, where, where guys can't cut it with the men's division, with the boys' division. So they they trans, so they could be a state champion. It happened in Texas. It happened in different different parts of the country where, where guys couldn't cut the mustard and they shift into the women so that they can become a champion. This is, this is incorrect. It's incorrect. This is false reality. This is false reality. My heart goes out to these confused people. But don't call that, don't call them a woman. Don't call them, don't call them that. Because they're not. They are what God says they are. God made two. Man and woman, period. Everything else is perversion. Everything else is delusionment. Everything else, everything else is, is fantasy. I may do a, uh, a podcast sometime on fantasy. Genesis 3, 9 and 11. God asks very important questions. Then the Lord, this is, this is Adam as he, as, he, as he was hiding from God. And God came to meet him in the cool of the evening like he normally met him. Genesis, Genesis 3, 9 through 11. Then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Again, where are you? Ge- geography is important. Where are you? Where are you? Why are you there? Basically. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now Jesus asked him another, God asked him another question. And he said, who told you that you were naked? In other words, what information, what, who, who'd you hear that from? And immediately, and immediately the, 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 um, um, Adam was, was backpedaling in, in the whole nine yards. You know the story. But listen to listen to the question. Who told you that you were naked? In other words, you have heard. How'd you hear that? How'd you know about that? Huh? Your disobedience opened the door for information to come in. Who told you that? That you were naked? Who told you that? See, you have heard. But what did God say? When you disobey from what God says, you will always listen to the hiss of the enemy. Matthew 19, uh, 3 through 7. Okay, you have heard, but God says, now watch this. The Pharisees came to him, testing him, saying to him, it is lawful for a man to divorce his wife for, for any reason. And, he's, and he answered and said to them, have you not read? Now, I love this. Listen, listen. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than telling a, a person that believes that they know the Bible. <laughs> okay? Is it lawful to, to, for Jesus to answer them this way? It's a slap in the face of the Pharisees because the Pharisees were supposed to be the masters of the law. But listen to what the Pharisees asked him. They came to him. They wanted to test him. They wanted to see what, what's he going to say. They wanted to try to trap him. See, this is one of the things that the culture tries to do to the church. tries to do to the Christians. They try to trap you with, well, can you be gay and be saved? And they want to trap you because if you say no, you must you must be born again. No, that, that is sin against God. No, have you not sinned? You know what they say? That's not nice. That's mean. That's not love. That's not grace. Oh, God loves everybody. God, oh, I got news for you. Okay? Listen. 
Listen up, Jesus. Listen, they try to trap Jesus just like they try to trap you. It is lawful for a man to divorce his wife. That was the question. Can a man just divorce his wife? And he answered them and said, Have you not read? In other words, God says, No, no, wait a minute. Have you not read? Have you not read? He who made them at the beginning made male and female. Drop the mic right there. Drop the mic right there. Because what they want to do, what this culture wants to do, this false reality, this 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 illusion that they try to make reality by, by us buying into it and by us surrendering the, the knowledge of God and saying, yeah, you're right. Well, if he feels that way. No, no. We're not doing that no more. You can't do that no more. The church and the truth of God's word. We have a responsibility as Christians to make that stand. In the beginning, God made male and female. And he said, for this reason. In other words, marriage. Shall man leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one. There's no joining man to man, woman to woman. These are just passions. These are just emotions. There's no, there's no coming together. You can't join something that you are. A man. You're already a man. You can't join a man. You join a woman. Women respond to men. This is this is this is the false narratives, the false realities of listening or living by what they what you've heard. Read your Bible. Jesus tells the the, the Pharisees, you know, the scholars, the big thinkers. He says, "Have you not read? Haven't you read? Don't you read? You should know this. Why are you asking me?" Of that word together. Therefore, what God has joined together, He joined man and woman together. That's why the same-sex marriage and all that and all the other crazy stuff they want to put out there, God didn't join that together. Brother, will you would you uh, do a gay wedding and a gay marriage? No, no, not even not not even a second thought. Why? Because God didn't put that together. Sisginomai, no. Sisginomai is the is the Greek word for together, it means the yoking, the joining, the co-joining, the the coming together of life. There's no covenant with God there. No, I will not celebrate wrongdoing. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, the love chapter. Love does not celebrate wrongdoing. I won't join that wrongdoing. Because we're living in a generation of 520, Isaiah 520, 21 generation. We're living in that generation where they want to take us out of what we know to be true, what we see to be true, and say it's not true. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, who put man for woman and woman for man. Oh, come on, follow the thread. Follow the thread. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Those that think they know all the answers and have all the answers. There are some things that we have to get back together. And that is what God has said. What you have heard, differentiate that. And restudy it. Refocus in it. Get yourself locked into God's word again. And not just listen and live by what you have heard. But what really God has said. 
What has God said to you? What has God said to me in his word? Very powerful truths. I leave you today with that, with that last point. Have you not read that he who made man in the beginning, Matthew 19, made male and female, dropped the mic. Jesus dropped the mic right there. He took him right to Genesis chapter 2. He took him right to the beginning. In the beginning. In the Greek, in the arcade, the, in the priority of things put in place. He put man and woman in the beginning. He talked about marriage. He talked about procreation. He talked about, he talked about multiplying in Genesis chapter 1. He talked about all these things, Genesis chapter 2. He talked about the, the purpose of the family. He talked about all that to replenish the earth. Woe, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Woe to those who call a man a woman and a woman a man. Woe. It's a woeful thing to mess with the realities and the truth of God's word. Because God's word is true all the time. He's, his truth is our reality. We live under the theocracy of God. Under his laws. Under his rule. We submit to his word. And I know some people may struggle with, with emotional, with emotional um, tendencies. Or leanings in their flesh. Submit yourself to God. Trust God with your heart. Trust God with your emotions. Trust him. Deny your flesh. Don't pet it. Crucify your flesh. Die quickly to self. And you'll be resurrected in the power of the Spirit. Well, God bless you. And remember, you cannot live by what you heard. You must live by what God said. You have heard Matthew 9, Matthew 5, but I say. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you later on Prophetic Whispers. And don't feed into the cultural lies. Men are men. Women are women. And that's it. After that, everything is perversion. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. This is Elias Flores on Prophetic Whispers. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.